big star out of me. Make a film about a man who's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Well, I'll bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. Welcome to Meet Me the Movies. I am Noel Thomas Manning II. That's right, Noel T. Manning II. Tiberius to my friends, uh, and I've got seven. So uh, good to see everybody. We're glad you're here. Uh, we, we're always glad to have special guests, special guests beside uh, camera one. Agent 86, uh, retired from control. This is Maxwell Smart. Maxwell, good to see you, man. Good to be here. Good to be here. Tiberius? <laughs> like in Kirk? That's James it. Tiberius Kirk? Tiberius, yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, our old buddy uh, Colin McWhorter, remember Colin? He used to work down yeah, the hall for yes, us. Yeah, sure. Uh, he used to call me Tiberius. Did he really? He sure did. So, <laughs> so what's the T stand for, Tiberius? I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it stands for. So good to see you. Greg Tillman, that is Greg Tillman. Uh, and uh, we've got Tim Foster back there on the Tim Cam, as always, uh, in the control room, master control, keeping things going, hanging out with Elvis. That's uh, Yeah, you got the right camera this time. And yes, uh, Elvis has really been a good, good luck charm for you. Uh, you haven't messed the show up too much. Uh, since you've had him. Well, I fix it in post. Yeah, you fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Tim doesn't like that. <laughs> uh, Thomas Manning, uh, Thomas over here, hanging out with us, uh, hanging out with his Lion King um, Hakuna Matata shirt. That's right. Did I say it right? Hey, you, you said it right. Hakuna yeah. Matata. Yeah. What does it mean? Oh, uh, it means no worries for the rest of your days. Means <laughs> what? No worries for the rest of your days. Really? I yeah. believe so. That's what it says in the song. So. <laughs> I wish it were that simple. Yeah. Right. We're glad to have Thomas back. We've got a lot of new things to talk about, talk about including the Lion King uh, film. The, the, it's not a live-action version. It looks like a live-action version. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Crawl, anybody that's into creature features. And uh, if we get a chance, we're going to talk about Stuber the action comedy, as well as a documentary, The Spy Behind Home Plate. So we'll see if we get to all those things. And if we do, we might even throw in some other stuff. Mr. Tillman, you doing well this week? Yeah, I'm all right. It's yeah. it's, it, we're shooting this on a Monday. And it's, it's a full-blown Monday, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Well, I know, and, th and this show adds to that. So that's yeah, the that's good thing. True. Yeah, good yeah thing. I know. So, Thomas, um, tell me, why did you come back? Oh, well, you probably told him to. You kind of, you kind of dragged me into it, so it wasn't my choice. But yeah. you gotta obey your parents even when you're 19. So. Don't you hate those stage parents that always push the kids out into the limelight? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I know. Well, he's gonna be in therapy someday well, because you know, of you. It's, it's, it's worth it. I've, probably I've, several reasons. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We are glad uh, that you're joining us. We do have our studio audience back, and they are as engaged as ever. Uh, look at that, man. They are on top of it. Uh, they've sent in some uh, emails. They've actually been texting as well. It's hard to see uh, their hands, uh, but they do have phones in those hands. They've been texting us some pretty interesting things. It just dawned on me. That audience looks a lot like the audience when my band's playing. <laughs> I, I, had, I didn't realize that. No, I thought there was a resemblance. And your band's name is Yesterday. Actually, it is. Yeah. 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 I wasn't trying to plug it. I, you notice I didn't bring I know, it up. I know, yeah. but, but like the movie, Yesterday, and you did enjoy that. Yeah. You saw Toy Story. What was your rating for Toy Story? Uh, a plus. A plus. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Good deal. Good yeah. deal. Well, uh, Disney is is riding strong. Uh, they've had an incredible year, and they own pretty much everything now. Yeah. So uh, you know, if, if you don't see these Disney films showing up in, in the box office top ten by the end of the year, Disney's having some problems, and they're going to be looking for some uh, some new direction. But I don't think that's going to happen based on what we're seeing with the Marvel films um, and and also the Aladdin 
remake that came out uh, earlier this year, and they own Pixar as well, so Toy Story. And here we are, The Lion King. The Lion King is back. 1994 was when the original uh, animated uh, classic was released. It's a legendary film uh, based on, uh, a, a loosely based on a legendary uh, writer, William Shakespeare's Hamlet. Uh, so, so there's been a lot of interest in this version. Uh, a lot of people are asking, is this live action? And it's not live action, Thomas. Well, there's one shot that's live action. John Favreau confirmed that because he wanted it to be considered live action so it could be up for the visual effects Oscar, which, in my opinion, I don't understand that because why wouldn't you just go full animated and go for the animated Oscar? Because <laughs> exactly. the anim best animated feature because it would have been a lock for that. Yeah, I think so too. Without yeah, I think a doubt. so. And, and, so that, and the problem is when you, when you split those hairs, and you've got one scene that's live action and everything else is animated, you're locked out of that other category. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk, the story uh, is pretty much the same. Uh, you've, got, uh, you've got this Lion King who, uh, and this happens in the first 10, 15 minutes. And of course, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the original, but the original Lion King dies. <laughs> he dies. Mufasa, Mufasa James, James Earl Jones voices him. Trying to save Simba, his son, from this stampede. He dies, and of course the evil brother, or the evil uncle, uh, Scar, ends up taking over and uh, in many ways kind of exiling Simba because he tells Simba that, hey, you're responsible for this, you better run. He does. So the rest of the story is, okay, will Simba find his way back? And if so, can he reclaim the crown that's supposed to be his? Anything else to add? He has some friends, but is there anything else to add to the story? that you think is relevant? Well, it's all about him reclaiming uh, his responsibility and kind of growing up and realizing that um, he's, he's his own person and, you know, Scar manipulated him, manipulated his whole family, and he's got to come to his senses and realize yeah. that he, can, he has control over his own life and the lives of those around him. Now, here we are, and I've talked about remakes before on this show, Greg, yeah. and the reasons there are three reasons to do remakes. Uh, one is to add something different and fresh. The other is uh, if there's some kind of new technology to update it that hasn't been there before. And do you remember the third, Thomas? Oh, uh, well, you put me on the spot, so I did okay. not, so That's I right. apologize. I can, well, I, I can guess. Okay. Cash grab. What? Cash grab. Well, well, you could say cash grab would be a third, <laughs> but the, the fourth one really leans to the original film wasn't that well known or maybe obscure or maybe from another country. True. And they're trying to find a way to, to bring it uh, to life yeah. in a new country. This one, I think, was all about the technology and, and making it look from a live action standpoint. Fabro, um, he received an Oscar for The Jungle Book. Uh, for his, for his, visual, work. his visual effects crew uh, did. Right. Uh, so. So, this, so here we go. Let's, let's dive into our thoughts on this version. Should it have happened is the first question. Well, I'm going to say no. Um, it, from a story perspective, it added absolutely nothing to the narrative. Um, it was just beat for beat, yeah. uh, almost shot for shot. It had a lot of the same dialogue and repeated. And it's one thing to remain faithful to the original and then add some more layers to that, add yeah. some more depth. But to just completely rehash and recycle, uh, there's really no reason to do other than to show off their new technology. Yeah, makes it sound like a, a remake similar to what Gus Van Sant did of Psycho years ago. That's shot exactly Shot for shot remake right. that didn't bring anything new to the party. Yeah, now this one was not a shot for shot all the way through, but the opening scene is completely shot for shot from that original opening scene. 
in The Lion King. I went back and revisited the 1994 version the next night, and, and I walked away. And, and what's interesting, when we get to our grades, it's going to be interesting to hear how our grades change, and mm -hmm. that doesn't normally happen. But I'm right with you, Thomas. It, it, as I was watching the, this remake, I felt, okay, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot new. The, the character chemistry was fine. I mean, the voice talent, solid voice talent in this remake. Um, but it just, it felt flat to me because I, I, the only thing different was it looked live action to an extent. And what I mean to an extent is the, um, the animals, their voices, you didn't see their, you didn't see the facial expressions. The facial expressions were missing and that really bothered me. Yeah, they, they could have added that in animation, but for some reason or another they didn't. And that was probably more of a directorial decision because if the animators had wanted to do that, they would have done a, an astounding job with it because the rest of the the rest of the creation of the environments and the animals was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, they didn't want to give the animals human-like expressions, and I can't really understand why they wouldn't do yeah, that. I'm with you. It was a bit distracting. I, I will say that the visuals, though, were absolutely, for the most part, the visuals were stunning. I mean, you really felt like you were watching live-action scenes. You, you thought you were watching when the animals were running across the plains. You're like, oh, my gosh, that, those are real animals. Yeah. So they did fantastic work on that. But they didn't use motion capture for the actors. Uh, and what they did is they did black box theater. And so they did have cameras within the theater capturing their expressions. And, and it was more about their movements because they had the actors doing these movements and doing things like that. And they tried to have the animators recreate that. And it didn't work? Well, they didn't do motion capture, so there was no facial expressions it, on these. I'm, I'm assuming it was lip synced at least. Properly. Well, not really. It, it, How do you? It just it felt. I mean, you know what puppets look like. Sure, that's it, what it looked it like. It kind of felt like the Muppets. It didn't really match. I'm sorry, it kind of felt like the Muppets. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure. sure it wasn't a budgetary thing for no. Disney. It was just a poor creative choice. I thought it was lazy. During the I mean, that that's, was just me. Yeah, that's how I felt as well. Wow. Yeah, but but visually, that, that would devastate a film like that, wouldn't I, it? Well, for me, it did. And and I've had we've been having some interesting conversations about this movie and some interesting dialogue, or debates with others uh, who are film critics who haven't seen it yet, but they are, um, they're not happy that we're dogging this. But I, you know, it just, it brought nothing new to me. I mean, I, I, it's not a movie I'm gonna go back and rewatch again for the story. If I wanna do that, I'm gonna go back to the original. I mean, they could have easily expanded on some of the characters, some of the side characters, like uh, Nala, who's the lioness, who she's actually voiced by Beyonce in this. Yeah. They could have expanded upon her, upon her giving her some extra characteristics, but they didn't. Uh, or, or Scar, backstory. Even, even Scar. I mean, you could have had a good yeah. backstory on Scar to, to kind of figure out, okay, has he always just been evil or was there something that triggered it? Yeah, even with 30 extra minutes of runtime, they struggled with pacing. Some scenes were drawn out too long, then the climax was kind of rushed, and just they, I really feel like they poorly handled those extra 30 minutes. Yeah, it was pretty much much of the same from the original, and there was so much opportunity here to make it fresh, uh, even the songs that were used, of course the same songs, but Elton John wrote an original song for this. It was played over the credits, Beyonce song. You it, said it felt kind of... It was just kind of thrown in there. It was just used as a transitional tool more than anything. It wasn't used as like a musical number. It was yeah. just used as a soundtrack over the actions. And uh, But we do need to give some love to Hans Zimmer. He, his updated score, he, of course, he did the original score and yeah. won an Oscar 
and his updated version was astounding yeah. in all ways. And he I definitely agree. added some more layers to it. Yeah, but but the uh, original songs that were kind of recreated here, they, they suffer from much of what the film did. The arrangements felt like they could have been out of 1994. The way it was performed felt like it could have been out of 1994. There was just nothing fresh and new. Compare that to Aladdin. The Aladdin yeah. songs felt new and You're fresh right. and, and modern. Right. So, cash grab? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, you know, the, the critics are not loving this hard. It's going to make a ton of money. It'll make oh, money. Sure. But a serious disappointment for, for me, the summer. Yeah, for me, yeah. And, and I will say, when we when it was over, we both kind of sat there going, you know, the visuals blew us away. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, the visuals blew us away. And so it was an A minus was our initial. As long as they don't talk. As long as, as, they, long don't as they don't talk. Yeah. The, the, our A minus was our original ranking. Sitting there right after the Sitting there right after it. But the more we thought about it, the more we digested, the more we went back over the notes of it, it just kept dropping. And yours dropped. What's your final? Uh, my final grade is a B minus, unfortunately. Uh, as soon as I was got into writing my review, the more I wrote it, I realized I'm not talking about anything I loved. So yeah. it's a and, B minus. Yeah, and mine dropped to a B. And then after watching the 1994 version, it dropped to a B minus as well. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a film. And we saw it in IMAX. So we saw a huge screen. Uh, watching the, and the sound design, I think the sound design will be pretty phenomenal on this, this version of it. But um, it just, the, the story just really gave us nothing new and nothing worth writing home about. You know, when you think about it and you look at the films that Disney has kind of rebooted or remade in one way or another, Beauty and the Beast, Dumbo, this, Aladdin, the reviews generally have not been all that positive. And the films have, have only been moderately successful in their yeah. translations. Yeah, probably from the critic standpoint. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they, most have been made money. Dumbo, not as much. Right. But generally, creatively, they seem to kind of uh, fall short. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, think, um, I think there's so much they could have done with The Lion King. I think you could have taken out the musical numbers and not made this a musical or either updated the songs. Uh, I think it could have still told the story. Maybe had the you know the the music is maybe the backdrop and not necessarily a full you know full fledged musical. Right. Uh, the humor was there uh, with uh, with our, our two characters that we love, the warthog and the uh, yeah uh, Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, uh, yeah Timon was uh, Billy Eichner and Pumbaa was of course Seth Rogen. So they were they were great. Yeah, um, yeah Just like you would love them in the original, they're great in this as yeah, well. Yeah, but the original voice talent was was solid on this one as okay. well and. And honestly, uh, the guy from Tool Time, what was the name? Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Thomas. Was that yeah, it? Yeah, that's something like that. Yeah. His version, oh, I liked a whole lot better. Yeah, of Young Simba. Yeah, yeah Young Simba. Hmm. I liked his a whole lot better. Yeah. So B minus uh, for The Lion King for me and for Thomas. But uh, the visuals will, will really blow you. A plus from the visual element. And uh, everything else really took it down for me. So we're going to take a quick intermission right here on Maybe in the Movies. We're going to come back and talk about a creature feature Disaster film all rolled into one. That movie's called Crawl. All that Yay. and more. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> all that and more right after this break on C19. Meet me in the movies. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no passing craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Yes, say it, kid. It's our problem free. Welcome to our humble home. 
you like to work with your hands, build, make something work, show, I've done this, turn your interest into a career? Construction trades at Cleveland Community College can give you the skills you need. Well-trained electricians are in high demand. CCC delivers hands-on training both in and outside the classroom. We have an apprenticeship program that gives students paid on-the-job training in addition to their hands-on experience on-campus classes. CCC makes it simple for students to get ahead whether they want single courses, certificates, diplomas, or associate degrees. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? Hold on to your popcorn. It's time for the 20th Annual Real to Real International Film Festival. The lights go down July 24th through 27th at the Joy Performance Center in Kings Mountain. Four nights, dozens of films, and a lot of fun. Sponsored by the Cleveland County Art Council, Real to Real offers a forum for independent filmmakers from around the world to showcase their talents. And it's a chance for you to get to talk with some of the filmmakers, too. Tickets are $10 a night, $40 for a festival pass, and $50 for a VIP pass. So don't miss the 20th Annual Real to Real International Film Festival at the Joy Performance Center in Kings Mountain. Chef Paul Prudhomme once said, you don't need a silver fork to eat good food. Well, on Cleveland County Kitchen, we don't have a silver fork, but we sure do serve up lots of good food. Hi, I'm Deborah Blanton. I hope you'll join me for the next Cleveland County Kitchen. Each month, we offer a complete farm-to-table experience. We visit local growers, we learn about nutrition, and wrap things up with wonderful meals prepared by our guest chefs. It's a lot of fun. I hope you'll join me for the next Cleveland County Kitchen. Be a part of building the future. Be a welder. The welding technology program at Cleveland Community College prepares you with the science, the technology, and the skills to be a successful welder. Experienced instructors using state-of-the-art equipment train students using industry standard skills developed through classroom training and practical application. Successful graduates are in high demand and are employed as entry-level technicians in welding and metalworking industries. Learn more about Cleveland Community College at 704-669-4077. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Oh, hey, welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. <laughs> Noel T. Man in the second here. Tim, we were talking and you we interrupted us. We were talking, us. man. Sorry, Tim. Yeah, Tim, I'm sorry, man. You didn't give me a cue, or did you? Yeah, yeah, you did. did. Oh, I wasn't yeah. listening. I'm sorry. We just didn't I'm care. Sorry. Well, we talked about <laughs> we talked about lions before the break, and uh, now we're going to talk about another type of creature, alligators. And this is a disaster creature feature. And I say that disaster because this whole thing takes place during a Category 5 hurricane in Florida. Uh, there's this, um, this, this college student who is a, she's a swimmer for the Florida Gators. Florida Gators got some good love in this movie. Uh, I'm not sure if they paid or if they got paid, but they got some good love, good branding love in this movie. And uh, the storm's going on, and she can't get in touch with her dad. Um, who's also in Florida, and her sister's like, you've got you've to track him down. We, we, you've got to find out where he is. And so she goes off farther down south to try to find her dad, and uh, she breaks a few laws along the way to get to the area that's supposed to be closed off, you know, completely uh, mandatory evacuation. So she shows up uh, at her, her dad's house, uh, their former childhood home. Their parents have split up, and um, she's looking for her dad. She knows he's there, evidently, because what, there's a, the, the dog's running Yeah, around, the dog's right? in there barking, and uh, he's just kind of sniffing around. You know something's going on, but you're not sure what exactly it is. So she heads down into the crawl space, uh, only to discover what? Well, there's her dad there, and he's got a horrific alligator bite on him somewhere. 
and uh, he's kind of unconscious, lying in a pool of blood. And he's still alive, though, thankfully. So, and then you realize there's alligators all over the crawl space. Yeah, so, not just one, but but yeah, several, multiple ones. And so uh, the rest of the story, you know, you you the the story question that leaves you with is. Are they going to survive, and are they going to survive intact? And I got to tell you, it was just dumb fun. Yeah. Um, you know, the disaster element added this whole extra suspense to it, um, and uh, it, it was an uh, hour and 27 minutes long. That's pretty about short, right. Short film, yep. uh, and uh, you know, it, it had all the typical tropes you would have for this kind of film. You had the suspenseful music. Oh, yeah. uh, you had some jump scares. Uh, you had what are some of the other things that, that jumped out? Oh here? man, there were some really uh, there were some really well done makeup effects, practical makeup effects with some of the gruesome injuries. It it kind of made you squirm. And yeah. I know sitting beside each other in the theater, we're like, oh man, oh gracious, how how are they doing that? And yeah. you wonder how, how did the makeup artist how do they create these type of oh, things? Oh, and the and sound design too. I mean, there was one scene where, um, well, let's just say there was an injury to the father that is very cringeworthy. Oh yeah, and, and and you see it, and you see what he's trying to do to fix the injury, and you just you're like, oh yeah, oh. yeah, you know, give give me something to, to to bite on, so I don't, you know, bite your tongue, bite my tongue, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was it was visually really oh. impressive. Yeah, the um, cinematographers and the lighting technicians they did a really good job crafting this kind of atmosphere under the house. Um, it was just kind of dark and grimy and. Uh, just really made you feel claustrophobic, like you were saying. Yeah. And then, whenever the characters are finally able to get a breath, you can kind of take that breath yourself. And, there, uh, there were only about six to eight total characters. It felt like a Blumhouse film. Mm -hmm. uh, very limited budget, 13 to 17 million dollar budget is what this was. Uh, no big name stars. Uh, you really, honestly, are following the relationship between the father and the daughter. And you're getting some of their backstory. There's there's one scene that, that Thomas and I both kind of agreed on that we felt was a little sluggish. And I know why they put it there. It was uh, probably the second act. It was. And yeah. uh, it's when they're in a little safe portion of the house where the, the gators can't get to them at that particular point. And they're talking about their past and trying to iron out some of their differences. It was high on the action. There wasn't a lot of comic relief. There were maybe a couple of comic relief scenes, but very few. There were these um, bandits, or these uh, what, what do you call them? Uh, oh, looters. Looters, yeah, yeah. And they were they were trying to rob this. Um, it's like 7-Eleven. Yeah, 7-Eleven or this this pantry kind of store across the street from the house, and they were trying to get their attention. So you're seeing what's going on with them, and there was a little comic relief with them. That didn't last too long. Were the were the alligators mechanical? Were they character, uh, computer generated? What? Oh, uh, they were CGI, they but were... Uh, it was pretty well done. I would say definitely for the budget they had to work with. Um, I mean, it's not nothing like your James Cameron CGI, well, but it's yeah. it's definitely uh, worth it with what they had to work with. Yeah, there were times that you really was you needed something to be able to catch your breath because there are times that they're having to go underwater because this this crawl space is flooding and you know you're like oh gosh how are they going to get out of this so tributes to jaws in this um there were some nods to the abyss uh in this as well as, as far as a few scenes and and you know to me doing it in, in a film that's a disaster film that's about creatures that kind of stuff works for me yeah and it really too. did work for this it's not a documentary it's, it's not, not a, a documentary it's not a documentary <laughs> it's not a true story <laughs> it's not a true story <laughs> You know, there are things that are going to happen, and you're going to say, there's no way that could happen. Go with it. Go with it.
I mean, like Skyscraper, San Andreas. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. This is the movie you kind of check your brain at the door and you go in for just I do that every time before we shoot the show. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's like, yeah, he's right. Yeah, well, I know he does too, yeah. So, yeah, you, 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 know, you check your expectations at the door, and, and if you, if you want to go in and have some fun and enjoy just a disaster flick that's a creature feature, this does this pretty well for me. Oh, for sure. Uh, I'm settling it right about a B grade for it. Uh, it gave me everything I was expecting, and it executed it very well. So I'm very happy with Crawl. I, I think so too. I'm, I'm giving it a solid B. I'm, I'm encouraging, uh, encouraging you to, to run. Don't crawl to the theaters. You know, you know dig your, you know, dig your claws into the armrest, and uh, you know, take a bite of the popcorn uh, while you're watching Crawl uh, and uh, engaging in it. Uh, Greg loves puns, and so there you go. B rating yeah, for me. Puns. A B rating for me uh, did not disappoint for what I was looking for. Uh, we've got time to talk about Stuber, uh, an action comedy, uh, buddy comedy that's in theaters now as well. Oh, right. Uh, this is directed by Michael Dowson. It's starring uh, Kamal Nanjiani and uh, Dave Bautista. Of course, you, we know Dave Bautista from Guardians of the Galaxy and the He's Avengers. so funny. Man. Oh, he's <laughs> yes. great. And this is kind of a buddy action comedy. It's not necessarily a buddy cop comedy because only one of them are cops. But... Uh, it's not, I'm not going to say it's a great movie. It's not a piece of cinematic or artistry, you know, but it's a fun movie. It's entertaining. It reminded me a lot of Central Intelligence with Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. Uh, I actually talked about that last week as one of my favorite Dwayne Johnson yeah. movies. And because, you know, you've got Dave Bautista, who's this police officer, and he's, he's actually blind and he's coming out of like having his eyes dilated and he's partially blind. <laughs> And so he grabs an Uber. Oh, that explains the glasses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So he grabs an Uber with uh, Kamal Nanjiani's character, and who's kind of this depressed, lonely character, and it kind of gets him involved in this, it's like basically a mob war in many ways, and um, it's just a, a ton of dumb fun to see them interact with each other. Uh, polar opposites. It's got all of your tropes yeah. and your. Um, you know, everything you'd expect from a very predictable and formulaic, but it's, they have such great comedic chemistry, yeah. and uh, there's some pretty fun action in it. It's not your John Wick action or right. anything like that, but it kind of gives you everything that you were expecting. And yeah, well, you know, buddy comedies, especially these buddy um, action comedies, have been around for, for quite a while, yeah. and I, I go back, and it, it, it goes, you mentioned chemistry, and I think it goes to the chemistry whether these films are successful or not and whether they're successful from a box office standpoint that's that is what it is but whether they're successful from an audience standpoint i think that's what really goes down to mm -hmm. kevin hart dwayne johnson you know they look completely different you go back to eddie murphy and um, i mean he did so many of them but yeah. but the eddie murphy and uh nicholas um oh what's his name um, nick nolte yeah. Um, 48 yeah. Hours. Yeah, and there was another one with Nick, Nick Nolte oh, in the uh, mid-80s. I'm trying to think of the name of it sitting here uh, with Martin Short. Oh, yes. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was funny, too. But, but you know, that's, you know, part of that formula that you've got to put in place for those buddy comedies is they've got to be, in many ways, polar opposites. And, um, and they've got to be able to, from an acting standpoint, can they make that work? Not just the visuals, but 